0: Welcome to Below the Bowtie, the podcast where time can be recorded. I am the Madman with no tendons, and as always, this is my companion Matt.
1: Well what can I be the madman? I want to be the madman. I'm always the companion. <laughs> it's just I get to watch you from afar wistfully, wishing that I could be with you.
0: Yeah, but you get to be cock blocked by Alex Kingston. That's an
1: honor. Although to be fair, hopefully I end up in an alternate universe with your clone who <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it, it may reek of Mary Sue writing, but, you know, I'll take it. My clone who is 50% Catherine Tate. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll
0: take that. Gay men everywhere love me. <laughs> <laughs> one and only episode we are discussing the recent 50th anniversary special of Doctor Who yes so let's just jump right into it Doctor Who is all about exciting cold opens so what was your first thoughts of the episode
1: uh Oprah. my first thought was uh, that my literal first thought was oh fucking sweet because uh you know the open of this episode they do like a throwback to the opening of like the original yeah it's show, very cool with the being in black and white and slowly fading to uh, color, and they did all kinds of, like little things like that. Like I, I love that uh, the the lady from unit, the scientist had like the fourth doctor scarf she wore because he he like you know the eleventh doctor made a joke about it. you know, her wearing a scarf like that. I have to admit I was
0: slightly disappointed that they didn't bother to explain how the hell the doctor and uh, Clara escaped from inside his own body.
1: Just it happened. That's all you need to know. Time stuff happened. He he did he did there was some uh, some stuff and he did a bit of a thing as we've as we've established before. That is the doctor's method of doing stuff. Something happens and he does a thing. He, he succeeds his way of out thing. of problems. Yeah, he just winks at it with his sharp cheekbones. Oh, those cheekbones. So what you make of
0: where Clara is at this point in the story? So that oh. was kind of interesting. That oh, she's just a schoolteacher in the sixties now. <laughs>
1: Was, it was, was it supposed to be the 60s. I just thought it was, like, London. Just because, you know... Uh, but I guess that's true, because, like, her whole nature is, like... She's, like, you know, she's been through all the times and stuff. So that's something else that uh, I do have to confess to you, because of... Uh, the reason why I love the 50s so much was because this last half of the latest season of Doctor Who... I was kind of waning on it, to be honest. Because I just felt like it was enjoyable and it was entertainment, but... Just it didn't wasn't clicking with me because seriously like I think I watched a few episodes with her as a companion, and I skipped some and then I watched that last episode, uh, right before the fiftieth, the one before the fiftieth. Not I didn't watch it right before, but like I watched it back when it first came on. But I just was kind of falling, kind of meh about the latest you know thing of Doctor Who. So I wasn't really sure what was going on or where she was. But uh, if she if you say she was in the sixties, I believe it. I'll take May that. I assume?
0: But uh, yeah, I felt that the Clara half of that season was not necessarily weak. It it was an okay season with some nice bright points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, I think this is the episode where I that finally sold me on Clara as a companion. Because even with the previous episodes, which have good moments, I don't know if Smith and Coleman have quite the right chemistry. I don't think there's, that's necessarily anything that either actor is at fault at. I think it felt that the 11th Doctor's story was kind of defined by his relationship with the pawns, yeah. which is I why it is. Is, As sad as I am to see Matt Smith go, it almost feels like more appropriate for there to be another Doctor now. But you were saying something insulting about me.
1: Uh, see. I see how it is. You're just a fangirl. You're like all the people who think, oh my god. The Doctor could never have another companion after Rose. Rose was the best ever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can, like you said, with switching of the companions and stuff, because you don't want to have another Martha Jones situation, where it's character who's obviously like a knockoff, or not a knockoff, but someone very much in the same vein as uh, the previous companion, because that kind of makes for it to be uh, just very repetitive. And... She's not exactly like Amy, which I kind of like.
0: Uh, there's nothing wrong with Claire. It's just I'm not sure if Matt Smith is her doctor.
1: The the one big regret I have is that there's no Rory to her to her Amy though. We need a Rory. We need a Last Centurion. That's what <laughs> I, the, those seasons with you know Matt Smith and uh, it wasn't so much the Doctor or. Amy's story, it was fucking Rory's story. He was the last centurion. <laughs> he, he was the was hero
0: the... of Doctor Who.
1: He was the oncoming storm. Okay?
0: <laughs> the last of the Time Lords.
1: <laughs> the madman
0: with a chin. Uh, but, uh, yeah, one thing that Moffat, I think, has been doing that's very interesting that we see taken a step further with this episode is him slowly giving the Doctor a supporting cast. Which hasn't really been done since the John Pertwee years.
1: Yeah, that's the like. Yeah, the whole like they showed y- the unit and the brigadier's daughter. Uh, I think it was the was it the last? It was it the last Christmas special or that first episode with uh, Jenna Coleman as Clara? But we get to see a little bit of unit again, and yeah, like that's another thing that was. Callbacks and stuff like that, like uh, unit's whole setup, and apparently that that room, that hallway where the it erases your memory every time you leave, was a callback. to, uh, I'm not sure which doctor it was, but it was a callback to an earlier episode of uh, Doctor Who, I believe. It
0: was sixth Doctor. Nobody remember. It
1: was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> his entire season had a memory eraser button. Yeah.
1: It was. It was in his uh, afro. <laughs>
0: I like how they're taking the Venture Brothers approach to character building, which is every character has a foil. (laughs) It's like uh, Bestra has Jenny and Strax, and and now Kate Stewart has a nerdy assistant with an amazing scarf.
1: Which she stole from the fourth doctor. We know that's where she got that scarf from. She works for unit. They have resources. She stole it from
0: the curator. He's just senilely walking the hall. She's stealing clothing from him. That's why he's just dressed like an old man in that scene. She stole the hat and the scarf, stole all of his jelly babies.
1: That that she stole the jelly babies, she went too far. I can I can take her robbing an old man of his clothing, but not his jelly babies.
0: Yeah, we go from that to finding out the secret origin of the doctor's marriage to Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> First
1: Yes. That's doctor's right.
0: wife my ass.
1: The Hellwood River song. That's what I want to see is the Doctor's wife. I want to see Queen Elizabeth piling around with the Doctor.
0: With David Tennant being reintroduced on fucking horseback. I just... I, I loved...
1: Like, I, I, have, I think I've told you this before, but like I really started to sour on David Tennant towards the end of his run. Uh, but that's something that was very interesting. Just I know it's just one episode and a really well-written episode, but... I almost kind of pine for, like, I want to see a Stephen Moffat Doctor Who series, you know, starring David Tennant again, just to see how that would have played. Just he's Earth 2, Doctor? We get a lot of cool stuff, like, uh, as we see later on, the, uh, the moment with, was it the chipmunk, where he tries to go badass Doctor on him, you know, <laughs> I'm the oncoming storm, I'm the last of the Time Lords, and you are a squirrel. So, yeah, sorry about that.
0: I think that's what David Tennant does all the time. He just gets 10th Doctor on inanimate objects.
1: Like his car won't start. You, know, the, you listen to me. You know who I am. I'm the oncoming storm. I no was second, also...
0: No second chances. That's what kind of man I am.
1: I was also the bad guy in one of the Harry Potter films, but mostly I'm the Doctor. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just so happy to see David Tennant's
0: Doctor with gadgets again. Which, yes, is a, that. which is a character quirk that I completely forgot about. Like, oh yeah, he was the gadget doctor.
1: The 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 gadget that dings when there's stuff. Well, that's the technical term, I believe. But uh, yeah, I, I love that. Kind of turned me around a little bit on his whole run as a doctor. Because like I said, the last special, kind of, uh, I was kind of, ugh, alright, I'm ready for Matt Smith now.
0: People really talk up the end of time, which I enjoyed a lot whenever I first watched it. Last year, I tried to watch it again, and that's not a good episode.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I had my problems with it, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But uh, David
0: Tennant chasing the master around a shipyard for 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> hey, come back here. <laughs> uh, we have more sexual tension we need to get to. Please. <laughs> Hop around in your hoodie some more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we immediately go to... The Fall of Gallifrey, and badass John Hurt, just destroying the fuck out of some Daleks.
1: And see, that's another, like, as much as i like to see David Tennant, I want to see something more with John Hurt as the Doctor, or the War Doctor.
0: I, I just want there to be, like, a graphic novel series all about the War Doctor. Yes. Because if you go by the prequel short, where you see him regenerate for the first time, and he's significantly younger... Uh, the War Doctor was fighting in that war for a very long time.
1: Yeah. We're talking, like, like he he regenerated to, like, aliens age, John Hurt, you know? <laughs> the John
0: Hurt, that just looked like Bilbo Baggins.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that's something else, too, Was that, yeah you know, Paul McGann made an appearance. Yes. Because uh, we both watched that, like, at the same time, <laughs> I just remember. Like, I knew the twist was coming, because, like, I had started watching it. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then... I was like, James, watch this with me. Just, I want to just watch because I didn't say anything about him showing up. And I just loved hearing your reaction because you fangirled all over the place, James.
0: Oh, it's the George Lazenby of doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not only was that cool, that didn't that just make you feel good knowing that Paul McGann got to be the doctor again? At least one more
1: go around. Got to actually have his death scene. He got to actually act – or act uh, – on film not you know because he's done all the he's done a bunch of radio uh dramas as the doctor but uh yeah it was cool to see that because i think some of the stuff he mentioned like when he talked during the short kind of brings some of the audio adventures into canon actually so that's that's kind of cool
0: i think everything's canon to Stephen moffat i'm sure he considers like the computer games canon the comic books canon (laughs) he's he's the grant morrison of doctor who it all happened And Steven Moffat is like a supercomputer that just stockpiles Doctor Who continuity. (laughs) Like, I've seen him challenge people at Comic-Con to Doctor Who trivia
1: quizzes. (laughs) You can't beat him. You can't beat him. But, uh, what'd you think of
0: the Time War sequence?
1: I thought it was cool, because, like, that was something that I was kind of wondering, like, as it went on, was, uh, we'll probably get to that later, but sort of, I felt like the show kind of contradicted itself at certain points about what exactly happened in the time War, what was going on. But, uh, like I said, I'll probably get to that later, but, um, yeah, I like seeing, like you said, the fall of Gallifrey and stuff like that. Uh, Just the
0: Doctor Unleashed, just fucking shit up with no concern for anything else. Yeah,
1: and like, not only that, but he also just finally snaps and he just, it's essentially like the, the science fiction equivalent of taking a Tommy gun to a wall to write a message, you know? <laughs> he blasts a message out of stone that says no more.
0: Just seeing the doctor pick up a gun in the middle of a battlefield is
1: disturbing and amazing. <laughs> That's well, why he doesn't use guns, James. It's not because, you know, he's afraid of them. It's because he's too good at using them.
0: I was a little disappointed that we couldn't see a little more action from the war doctor, but then I immediately had the thought of, oh, yeah, John Hurt's a <laughs> 100.
1: There's only so much he can do, James. <laughs> well, Although, to be a... fair, like, a 100-year-old John Hurt is still, like, more badass than you <laughs> and I could ever he hope could to kick be. kick all of our asses. Yeah. With
0: his voice alone. <laughs> <laughs> but now here's a question. Does the name War Doctor kind of bug you? Uh,
1: like, like, how does it bug you? Uh, it seems like it would have been better if they just called him The Warrior the warrior a, well I guess like cause yeah like it is maybe cause like uh, Matt Smith's doctor said like he was the doctor who wasn't worthy of the name doctor but yet they still put doctor in his title yeah that was so strange
0: as amazing as that moment was to hear go, oh, he's not the doctor at all he turns around introducing John Hurt as the doctor
1: yeah <laughs> fuck you credits <laughs> yeah the warrior or like uh the soldier something like that would be interesting uh the murder him that. The
0: asshole, Doctor.
1: Asshole. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about with that. Uh, but, I don't know, it didn't really bug me I that much. It didn't really bother me. It's just one of
0: those things like,
1: eh, I wouldn't have done that. I, I think, too, like, I, I guess that's just the nature of having a show that goes for so long and deals with time travel and things like that. I just felt like it was kind of, I don't know, like the whole thing about, oh, actually, you know, Technically, he's the tenth Doctor, but we'll call him the ninth Doctor still because this guy wasn't actually the Doctor. You know, stuff like that, kind of like the little retcons and things. That 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 bugged me a little more than the actual name, more than anything. Uh, have you heard
0: Stephen Moffat say that? Uh, I believe this was a direct quote from that uh, Matt Smith is actually the thirteenth Doctor, and there's another yeah. regeneration.
1: Well, like <clears throat> that's what I was trying to count up because like there's john hurt's doctor and then i think don't they also count that weird sequence from Catherine uh, tate's last season where david Tennant uses his regeneration power to grow a hand into a full human shh, being shh.
0: <laughs> we go from that scene into the doctor stealing the moment from the time lord council That's by the way the only moment so, he stole, stole by the way So disappointed we didn't get Timothy Dalton as the president of the Time Lords again.
1: Yeah, I was kind of hoping we'd say that, but I guess, like, you know, T-Dalt, he's he's a busy man. (laughs) He can't just be doing Doctor Who at the drop of a hat. Uh,
0: He's too busy locked up in those council chambers with that crazy lady who's tapping her fingernail rhythmically.
1: It is interesting thing that while this is going on somewhere, they're having that conversation about the Master. If you think about it, if you follow the Doctor Who canon, it's all happening at the same time.
0: I was so happy that they were able to bring Billy Piper in in a way that wasn't retarded.
1: Yes, that's and wasn't
0: bringing Rose back for the eleventh time.
1: That was the one that worried me the most when they announced, like when they announced both him, uh, Tennant, and Billy Piper. Okay, this is going to be really the tenth Doctor. It's going to be that fucking clone thing from alternate Earth. They're going to come back like, oh no, we're so happy here, doctor. Uh, look how happy we are now. It's just you and I. We're the perfect couple ever. Uh. We have a we,
0: we have a baby that looks just like both of us.
1: Look, it has yes. sideburns. <laughs> it has sideburns and weird looking teeth. I'm sorry, Billy Piper. She used to have she used to have weird teeth when she was with Eccleston. Well, as British. Yeah, not She anymore. had a teeth fixed. Yeah, she's become. <laughs> A citizen of the world.
0: Can you imagine how weird all those scenes would have been if instead of Rose, the moment took the form of Jack Harkness?
1: Oh my God, not not weird. That would be glorious. That's what <laughs> I was hoping more than anything. Because I wanted, if only Jack had made an appearance, that would have been. I think that would have been the cap to it all. If Before only he did show up. Yeah. Hey,
0: you hear that, TARDIS doctor? That's comforting,
1: you, isn't it? eh. I... I think they did actually make a Jack Harkness reference at one point. Yeah,
0: that's where uh, Clara got her time vortex yeah. manipulator from.
1: Yeah, because it was like Unit got it when Jack Hartness died one time.
0: One of his many sense. deaths before he became an all knowing space head.
1: A <laughs> gigantic head. Apparently, old age makes your head blow up. Who knew?
0: But, uh, in a shocking turn of events, Matt Smith's. Fez becomes the key to uniting all of these characters, which I thought was very
1: appropriate. I was kind of hoping David Tennant would put on the Fez. He didn't put on the Fez for a moment. Oh, he did, didn't he? That's right. Or at least John Hurt. <laughs> Damn it, John no, he Hurt. was too. having none of that bullshit. That's <laughs> what I love so much about his character, because it's like, Jesus Christ, is this is what I'm like when I get older? I just says something else, too, that you know, I think that while you know, Matt Smith's the youngest, it go, You know, he's actually the oldest of the three.
0: Yeah, it's just fascinating seeing them interact with just the disgust they have for the War Doctor when he tells them to grow up. It's like yeah. you really aren't the Doctor,
1: are you? <laughs> and like the the whole like later on the whole trick with uh, using time dilation with the sonic screwdrivers, which actually comes out to comes into play later on in the in the show. No one didn't see that coming. I mean, I wasn't being I, sarcastic. I didn't.
0: Yeah, it was. To be fair, it would have been amazing if that was never referenced again. That entire sequence was just a shaggy dog story. (laughs) It's like, God damn it, Doctor. Get your shit together. (laughs) But uh, what I love about John Hurt is that even though he's supposed to be, you know, the asshole Doctor who ruined everything and betrayed everything the Doctor stood for, you still believe him as the Doctor. Yeah, Uh, He's not just completely, you know, this hard, battle scarred asshole. He still has his quirky, charming doctor moments.
1: I kind of felt like John Hurt's performance was channeling a little bit of the actual first doctor, was sort of the whole kind of grumpy old man kind of thing. Yeah, he was very
0: William Hart and all of that, which yep. I liked a lot.
1: You know, and it also brings up the point that, like, he starts to see that uh, what he did was so bad it sort of caused the next two Doctor or the, not, well, Shit, Fuck, Next fuck, fuck you, Eccleston. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. But the the ten and eleven is sort of go through a midlife crisis. Is kind of what he calls it. Pretty much, which is psychologically kind of fascinating. Because I've always
0: that's something about the current incarnation of Doctor Who. I've always found really interesting is seeing, you know, the unspoken growth of the Doctor from nine, who's kind of this. Violent, I don't give a shit about anything, assholes fresh off the Time Wars to being like the moody but slightly more cuddly
1: David Tennant to just being the adult baby Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of something they talk about too that the reason why, like, brings up another interesting thing. Like the reason why Matt Smith and David Tennant's doctors are out there helping people so much is sort of partially out of guilt to try to atone for what John Hurt's doctor did. Yeah, it's very interesting seeing Tennant and Matt Smith
0: basically have a debate about that old thing. With Tennant just outraged that Eleventh isn't as moody and gloomy as he is. What the fuck happened with the sideburns? It took me forever <laughs> to throw these out.
1: Yeah, and he just. He, yeah. I want to see like him get pissed off that he wasn't a ginger. I'm still not a ginger. God damn
0: it. Going back to the sporting characters, it was nice to see Clara take more of an active role. Especially the first half of this episode, and for her first season, she's been kind of a sideline companion.
1: Yeah, she's by the the ones I've seen, uh, not all of them, but she's she's always made to me see more of the the woman in distress kind of role as compared to like some of the other companions. But yeah, it was, it was cool to see her story and like how she she out you know she got away from the statue monsters. Man. Those
0: other statue monsters, not the blinky statue monsters.
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> the the cool statue monsters. Uh, and like, I, I also loved that little twist when she got into like the unit secret vault when it was revealed that you know Kate Stewart and all her you know, people were they were shapeshifters all along. <gasps> dun dun dun. <laughs>
0: Really inattentive shapeshifters, too. It's like, I'm just going to leave you here with your time displacement device while I gloat in the opposite direction.
1: Well, I mean, they are Doctor Who villains. They're just like comic book villains. They don't think about the little things. And they're made of foam. I
0: love how no matter how much special effects and makeup budget you put into a Doctor Who villain, they still end up looking like a Doctor Who villain. (laughs) So there's only so much you can do with those designs.
1: Uh, but I, I do think that this one, these these aliens were particularly, to me, they were particularly creepy because they just look like giant, like pieces of shit or something, giant <laughs> turds almost. Uh, like
0: giant exposed muscles.
1: Yeah, I, that's probably more apt than my my shitty, no unannotated comparison.
0: <laughs> Eventually, we got to what I thought was the most surprising moment of the entire special, which was we get to what you assume would be the final scenes of the special with John Hurt, you know, finally making his decision to destroy Gallifrey.
1: Yeah. I know you agree, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so excited about this moment. I remember it so well. Let
0: <laughs> me uh, we get like the surprisingly touching moment of the other two doctors coming to comfort him and help him murder all of those children. It's like, <laughs> I'm you're not getting it on a this team. alone. team. As a team, and they do their you know big doctor oath, which all I could think of whenever Hurt said never cowardly or cruel was they should just then immediately cut to Christopher Eccleston roasting the last human being alive and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the doctor is a cruel, cowardly motherfucker at times.
1: Yeah, <laughs> But it was really oh.
0: Christopher Eccleston who betrayed the promise of the doctor
1: (laughs) by not coming back the bastard
0: hey he came Uh, back as stock footage
1: that's the best kind of cameo to make
0: but yeah once again you see clara take a more active role and actually convince the doctor that he doesn't have to make this happen he can save gallifrey which is like the absolute last thing i ever thought the show would do but when it happens that moment is perfect he's like Mm. yeah the show is all about changing
1: time. Why couldn't they do that? Uh but yeah, I just love when they, they all get into their uh their TARDIS's because uh, it, it was cool to see like uh John Hurt's characters his doctor's TARDIS. But uh with then little like, round things. As they as they get ready, like the whole reveal that, you know, the trick they tried with the Science Screwdriver, they can do that with all the doctors, you know. All thirteen. With, and then we see with it. Peter
0: cameo eyes Capaldi.
1: This, as I, I think, I told you, it's the scale that launched ten thousand ships <laughs> himself. <laughs> and there's also the cool moment where, like, uh, they're getting ready, like you know, uh, the ten thousand Z, and then the eleven thousand Geronimo, and uh, the the war doctor just he just rolls his eyes. Ah, none of this bullshit. <laughs>
0: He just says, no more! He uses a screwdriver to blow words into the side of the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, that was like one of those moments of television where you almost forget that you're watching a TV show and you're just caught up in that moment. It's like, oh my god, the Doctor's gonna save Gallifrey. It's like Superman saving Krypton. Yeah,
1: Just as unnatural. <laughs> they died for a reason, James. That's all I'm saying.
0: But I was impressed that they were able to find a way to do that that didn't completely fuck up continuity and didn't cheapen any of the stuff with Gallifrey from the seasons before. Yeah,
1: they did kind of, Yeah, you know, it was, you know, well, we saved it, but uh, we just won't remember saving it is the thing.
0: Yeah, Moffat actually covered his plot holes in this episode, which I was very impressed by.
1: That's what something that I was kind of confused about was they were telling us? Like, wait a minute. They're saying he destroyed Gallifrey, but as we saw from the end-of-time special, Gallifrey was just time-locked because that was the whole the whole plot was the the Time Lords using the Master to bring them out of the time-lock, you know? So I was kind of confused by that. I was like, which one is it, Moffat? Come on! Well,
0: it was both, to be fair. Like, yeah. The events preceding the destruction of Gallifrey were time-locked, but Gallifrey itself was actually destroyed.
1: But, uh, yeah, because, like, after the decision, you know, they kind of talk. And uh, I found the quote because, you know, they're kind of telling John Hurt that, you know, like you said, he's more of the doctor than them. Because he had to make a choice that they could, they didn't, first off, they weren't sure they could make and they didn't want to make. But uh, he says, uh, the war doctor says, great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You're putting that on your tombstone. That's gotta be some shit that Caesar said. That's what I thought. (laughs) There's no way Stephen Moffat just wrote that piece of poetry by himself on a computer somewhere in fucking Scotland. No way.
0: But with the help of Cameo Eyes, they're able to save Gallifrey, which is now somewhere in the universe.
1: Lost in time. As instructed by uh, the curator, doctor. (laughs) Go look for it, son. You've had the power all along, Doctor. He was pretty much the Glenda the Good Witch, you know? (laughs) Click your platform shoes and you can find Gallifrey. Would you like a jelly baby? I'm
0: sure I startled my family by screaming, (laughs) Holy shit, whenever (laughs) fucking Tom Baker appeared.
1: I just imagine, like, your family, what's wrong? Is there a terrorist attack? No, this guy showed up on TV. (laughs) Oh, I. I can't describe how happy that made me, seeing that goddamn nose again. But uh, a friend of mine told me that apparently uh, during the episode, the uh, the statues that were covered by sheets, apparently the there were people standing under those people uh, under those sheets, and the people standing under those sheets were the fifth, sixth, and seventh doctors. Uh, if you listen and, like, closely, you can hear the sixth doctor going, "Oh, this show is bullshit." <laughs> And you can hear the seventh doctor Scottish accent. Oh, he
0: schemes sleazily.
1: Um, but I, I I never looked it up to confirm it, but he said he saw it like on because he watched the specials that come on like before and after the uh, the fiftieth anniversary, and he said he saw it. So, so that means all living doctors except for fucking Eccleston
0: were he's <laughs> got more mature things to do, like play the villain
1: in Thor. <laughs> being in thor and gi joe but i thought it was good that they tried you know as many doctors as they could i guess you could say to be on the show that was
0: very cool in between takes do you think everyone on set was just trying to find some way of getting tom baker to say sarah jane so that's just the most beautiful sound in the world
1: uh, they, I don't think they should. Have, I don't,
0: I'm not saying it. on camera. I mean, just you're in Tom Baker's presence. You want him to say, Sarah Jane. <laughs> well, it's like the voice of an angel.
1: But yeah, I, I will say that, uh, like, overall, this episode, this really got me back interested in watching the show some more. Uh, So, yeah. It, re- it reignited my flame. for <laughs> time. Uh, Great
0: shows are forged in fire, but... It's the duty of lesser episodes to light the flame.
1: Yeah. The the what was the one before the break? What was that episode called? Uh, the name of the Doctor. The name of the Doctor lit the flame. <laughs> the day of the Doctor was the great one. And hopefully the the time of the Doctor. The, the time of the Doctor. Yeah. Damn. All these Doctor Who episodes. The time, the day, the night of. Jesus. The siesta time of the Doctor. <laughs> it should be the next. <laughs> the one. lunch F- break of is- the Doctor. He just needs a break, man. He's been running around so much. So Let him take a nap, um, and that's coming on at Christmas time, I believe. So it's just Merry yeah, Christmas points. night, yes. Uh, and the one thing I was wondering in this 50th anniversary, because uh, I thought going into it, maybe this might you know pull a switcheroo. Was it would be the one where he regenerates, but he regenerates in the Christmas episode, right? He should. Sure okay, so uh, we get to see. The thirteenth Doctor, all his face, not just <laughs> the top half.
0: Still gonna be disappointed if he doesn't have the Van Dyke.
1: <laughs> I, 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 w- I would like to see that, but because uh, I don't think I'm trying to think. Like John Hurt's Doctor had like a little, had a goatee, and uh, I don't think any other ones had facial hair. Except well, David Tennant's had those sideburns. <laughs> that doesn't count.
0: Uh-uh. Well, John Hurt's Doctor only had facial hair because of that genetic experimentation that's
1: what gave him his war
0: powers but uh as for that episode is there any as for that episode is there any like particular way you would like to see Matt Smith go out
1: I want him to go out like the sixth doctor bang his head on the part of console. <laughs> just
0: console just have Peter Capaldi in a wig regenerate
1: <laughs> I felt like the 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 last two doctors, their regeneration, like what killed them has been kind of the same, like radiation poisoning. Because, you know, it's what killed David Tennant and then Christopher Eccleston. Like his was radiation from the time vortex.
0: They went out like John Wayne.
1: They, too, pretended to be Genghis Khan in the Nevada (laughs) desert. Uh, But, like, uh, I know, like, was it the second doctor, like the time wars forced him to be regenerated. And the first I was like, oh, well, time for me to die. Uh, I don't know. I I assume he'll go out doing something heroic. Personally, I think
0: the last two doctors have had such dramatic and drawn-out death scenes, especially with David Tennant, who apparently was dying for a 100 years.
1: Oh, yeah. That was the second part of that special, which is him dying, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Like the whole hour and a half. Him just walking around. Oh, look. It's Martha Jones and Mickey. They're married now. When the fuck did that happen? (laughs) Regeneration. (laughs) That's what killed him, seeing those two characters together with no rhyme or reason. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's kind of racist.
0: <laughs> uh, I would love to see them do the opposite and have Matt Smith go down like Tom Cruise in Collateral. Like somebody just shoots him in the head and he collapses to the floor and regenerates. Uh, or like... Just like make Ash... it sudden and shocking and tragic.
1: No, no, do like the mash. Like, he gets a happy ending. and like, uh, Clara goes home and does like, a news report. Uh, a a Japanese fighter hit the Taurus it spun into the sea there were no survivors but wait he can regenerate shh be quiet Uh, who are you anyway why are you giving me this news I'm Stephen Moffat (laughs) why is Stephen Moffat a ghost he is the ghost of the doctor Gattis we've been found out
0: (laughs) Mark Gattis is raiding her fridge oh shit
1: run 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 back to Baker Street (laughs) tally ho they go in their
0: helicopter and fly
1: away but it would, would be cool, like, if, like, something mundane is what it does, like, he trips over his feet and, like, breaks his neck. <laughs> uh,
0: David Morrissey comes back as the hobo doctor and takes him out.
1: <laughs> well, he's the hobo doctor, but what happened is, after the doctor left him, he went insane, and he's, like, dressed like the governor. Shit got dark, and he just kills the doctor.
0: <laughs> I don't want it! I don't want it! Just throws him into the TARDIS.
1: Why are you speaking in a fake American accent? <laughs> I didn't want to talk like this.
0: <laughs> well, until the doctor regenerates again, I've been James. I've been Matt. And this has been Blow the Bowtie.